0: Hello, I'm Ari, your host at Episteme Entrepreneur, the podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs and tech startups that will change our lives. Uh, today, uh, my guest is Dr. Tobias Reichmuth, PhD in Business Administration. Dr. Reichmuth is a serial entrepreneur and investor, and now a founding partner and CEO at Maximum, uh, Maximum uh, a longevity company builder based in Zug, Switzerland. Uh, nice to have you, Dr. Reichmuth. How are you today?
1: <laughs> my pleasure. I'm doing well. Thank you. Great to be so, here. Uh,
0: thank you very much for accepting being my guest today because uh, uh, you have launched a very interesting uh, venture builder in Switzerland with, uh, I think, uh, a pan-European activity. We'll talk about uh, that more precisely uh, with, the, with the focus on longevity, which is a very important, but uh, again, we'll talk about this a little bit later. But just if you allow me, would I would like to know you better and if uh, you you agree. I would like to ask you about uh, where are you from and how did you evolve as a, as a teen, as a, as a student in university, and why did you uh, study business and we, even with a PhD in business administration and why did you commit into yeah. the entrepreneur scene? Because it's very risky with, uh, with your background. You could have, uh, you know, have a great job uh, with a great salary. You, you focus on risky activity. So I would like to know you a little bit better.
1: Yeah, happy to. Look, I, I always uh, wanted to be an entrepreneur. Uh, this was clear to me as, as a boy, yeah? Uh, so already then playing Monopoly and so on was <laughs> one of my favorite pastimes. Um, I studied in St. Gallen uh, and this was, uh, I started studying in 1998, you know, internet was coming up, a lot of people built companies. It was suddenly uncool to get a job at Goldman Sachs or McKinsey or anything. Um, and uh, i was not an internet uh, guy so i didn't know how to program so i had to find something else uh, but anyway i found my first company being a student uh, we helped large caps uh, to build empl- uh, employer brands you know to be attractive in the uh, job market even if you might have not a super attractive product that worked well i sold that company in 2003 um, and from then on it was clear i want to be an entrepreneur yeah? so uh, 2003.
0: Sorry, 2003. 2003. So it was, uh, you were you a were student at university or did you finish? No, because 2003 you were. I graduated from university in 2003. Okay. So you're very early entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I built my first company when I was 20 and sold it when I was 23. Oh. <laughs> so that was early indeed. Yeah. But you know, that was not a big exit. It was just super nice for a student. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I continued this path. And, uh, well, I, I made a short jump into consulting. I was a Boston Consulting Group. This was a nice paid education, <laughs> you could say. Um, uh, but it was clear to me, look, I, I, I need to be an entrepreneur. I want to build things. And, you know, to your point of risk, well, of, of course, there's a certain risk. But risk is nothing negative. Uh, risk has to be, how shall I say, uh, jump touched on yeah um and you have to look at the risk in comparison to the reward yeah so I'm, I'm not against risk i just try to manage risk basically um and yeah when i i was traveling two years then uh, bought an old car drove around the world for two years and i saw a lot of climate change happening and when i came back i said look i want to be a an entrepreneur again um, i want to do something scalable and thirdly i want to do something with an impact an impact against climate change yeah so uh, from there on, it was clear that I stay entrepreneur. I built the company uh, there fighting climate change. Uh, it's called Susie Susie, right? Susie. Suzy Susie. Yeah. Susie is a, a 2 billion uh, euro assets under management fund investor investing in clean tech infrastructure now. And the company is doing very well. Uh, however, after eight years or so uh, in the lead operationally of the company, I got a bit bored because it was like, you know, becoming more and more management and less and less mm-hmm. entrepreneur. Um, and I, I was able to also co-found some other companies along the way, Crypto Finance Group, which we sold to Deutsche Börse, or Singularity Group, which is an asset manager focusing on technological uh, disruptions, basically. Um, and, and, and I realized, hey, I'm much happier uh, if I can build something from zero to one than to bring it from one to infinity. Yeah? Uh, and in 2020, I stepped down from the operational lead of SUSE. I'm now the president of the board. Uh, lockdown happened at the same time. We sold crypto finance group, and so suddenly had more time at uh, hand than than almost ever. Um, and I started to look at the topics. I got fascinated, but never had the time to research it thoroughly. So and this was longevity. Uh, mm-hmm. And I said, "Wow, this is you know the magnitude here is amazing. Again, you can do something which is scalable and big, but at the same time you have a positive impact mm-hmm. because nobody wants to be old and sick if you can be." Uh, senior and healthy yeah and and so we decided let's look at that and first we thought we would do um, venture capital funds then i realized we are pretty early in the sector and there is not enough ventures around uh, so we need to build ventures and, and that's how uh, we decided to build Maximon as, as a venture builder company builder you know, because there's a lot of great ideas out there you know a, a lot of amazing uh, scientific uh, research results and we can help building companies
0: Absolutely. Um, so you have this uh, driving force, uh, this entrepreneurship driving force in you, and so uh, when, when you uh, reach a certain level, uh, you, you need to you know to come back at this, to this to this early moment, you know, when you when you when you start to to, to combine the, the Lego piece and to make a to make a new business, right? Um, so uh, mm-hmm. you decided so to launch a maximum, uh, in, focusing on the longevity space. Um, Max, do you agree if I said Maximum is a, is a startup studio, or do you for you is it different between venture builders, the startup studio, or, or incubator? I never
1: understood the between incubator, venture studio, company builder. Look at, at the end of the day, um, you can do many things, yet there is different shades of, of gray you could say here. Uh, what we do is we really Build the company together with the team. We, we make our hands dirty. We are not only investors and advisors. We are team members. We sit on the same side of the bench, basically. Um, so when we, you know, we, we decide to go into something, we, we do this together uh, with entrepreneurs, and we are part of the operational team, day to day work. Yeah, and this differentiates us from others. But I, I'm not sure what differentiates an incubator from a venture studio. Mm.
0: Okay, so. Um uh with maximum you back maxi, sorry if i pronounce it bad maximum uh it's a, it's a it's a, is it is it a reference to to the to the guatemalan god yeah absolutely okay. you you're well informed <laughs> um so are you i mean
1: maximum in guatemala is a kind of a yeah sorry now we had the signal lost please go on
0: Okay, so it's uh, it's uh, it's part of. Uh, I mean, the branding. Uh, it was something that you 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 pick uh, because you like the name, or there's some. There is a history behind behind the name.
1: Look, I mean, uh, Maximon was a kind of a yeah, small god in Guatemala. Um, he was a doctor uh, in a village, um, and he helped all the people. But he helped sometimes a bit too much to women when the fishermen were on the lake and uh, the fishermen were not so happy with him. You know, he was like a bobby boy. he had fun, uh, he was smoking cigars, and then he got very well along with girls. And at one point, it was a bit too much and they put weights on his uh, legs and put him into the lake and wanted to kill him. Uh, but for some reason, he got off this uh, weight and was able to get out of the lake. And since then, everybody saw him as a god, yeah? And uh, even since he is not there anymore, uh, he's worshipped, and uh, uh, people bring cigars to uh, you know his, his house and stuff like that. And we think you know he got very old. He defied death, you could say. Uh, we think it's a nice example of somebody who was able to get old to have fun, uh, to have a good life. Yeah, because it's it's you know why should you live very long uh, uh, if you don't have a good life? So I think the combination. Of living long and healthy and having having good time is what we want to achieve at maximum companies
0: yeah excellent because uh, um, it's exactly what uh, you know uh, people people are 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 saying about scientists who who work to 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 fight uh, uh, aging and they said you are trying to become gods or to to replace gods, something like that but but it's you know it's how the the medicine progress is it uh, um, yeah. So uh, you you literally uh, co-found each startup with with your with your scientists, engineer, and, and entrepreneurs. Could yep. you tell us more uh, in detail how it works exactly? Uh, do you source? How do you source your the scientists or the entrepreneurs? Or, or do do you do you organize atoms or no. do you do you have a partnership with university? Uh, could you could you tell us more about how do you source and build this, the, each startup? Yeah, look, I mean, I will give you an example.
1: AVEA is our um, launch supplement company, uh, we had a business idea. We thought this is an interesting market, you know, a lot of re- new research can be used in supplements. Um, and we found the first co-founder Sophie, Sophie Jablot. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a food scientist from ETH, was for uh, many years uh, head of innovation at Coca-Cola, uh, non-beverage. Yeah? Um, and she basically came to us and we had one founder, right? we had a head of product development. Now, what happened next? Instead of just waiting until we find the head of marketing and the head of production and whatever, we filled gaps. We became head of marketing, head of production, and so on. Yeah, and So we started basically as soon as we had one entrepreneur in residence. Uh, and this reduces time to market. It also reduces risk to a certain extent. Yeah, mm. And over the next 9 to 12 months, basically, we found then a very good uh, CEO and head of production, Pascal. Uh, we found Teresa, who is an excellent, uh, you know, marketeer with, uh, you know, the, the right background in performance marketing and so on. And gradually, the team of Maximum could step out a little bit from the operational day-to-day work. But in the first year, you know, we were very active. Yeah. And how do we find those people coming to us? You know, as I said, it can be that we... Um, put a job out there uh, on a job database scientific or LinkedIn or whatever it is yeah um, we also have the maximum longevity prize for translational research so with this prize we are present at all the relevant institutes and universities we organize the longevity investors conference which is now this year happening for the third time in start in, in September in Switzerland um, we are having an advisory board of scientists uh, from really Singapore to Shanghai, to Switzerland, to Israel, uh, United States, London. Um, and so we are very close to science. We, we need to be. yeah, And we definitely must be global in our our approach, finding the best talent and finding the best ideas. yeah. But it also can be that one of these best ideas comes to us via scientists. So, you know, it says, oh, wow, I, I heard from Maximon and I mm-hmm. have discovered a molecule which can do this or that and so on. So it's not that we have to do de- Develop all the ideas it's rather that we try to be present at all the right places where science happens
0: uh, the, the the example you take with um, with with uh, the is very interesting because uh, it's it's a very it's for me uh, usually a separate compa- startup in two categories those who are close to market you know who have a a product that could be um, um, built or manufactured quite rapidly. And, you know, it's very, people are already know and, and are already used to, to to use equivalent products such as uh, nutritional supplementation. And you have also what I call, let's say, more tech or more um, deep tech startups who, who need more development. You know, they are they are a little bit, not just a little bit, they're really far from the market because sometimes, they, the, the let's say the behavior of the market is not ready, you know, to, 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 to use this uh, what they want to develop. Do you, do you make this such a distinction? And if yes, uh, um, how yeah. do you deal with that? Look, I
1: mean, we, we have a really wide mandate, yeah. So for us, longevity is basically the extension of health span, um, mm-hmm. and within this realm, we can do pretty much everything, whatever supports the extension of health span can be a startup for us as long as it's scalable. Uh, um, so it can be very scientific uh, in terms of right now, we are working on a skin rejuvenation uh, startup. We are in the validation phase there. Uh, and there you really talk, you know, latest science. Uh, and on the, other, on the other end of the spectrum, um, we, we basically look right now at longevity, uh, senior co-living. So basically for something physical, you know, how can people who already achieve Longevity who are healthy um, live actively together in a curated uh, you know system of apartments and so on. yeah so it's a wide array, but you know also within AveA, for example, I mean AveA brought to market nmN, okay, we are not the first ones there, but right now we are working on a patent which brings up um, the first uh, highly bioavailable collagen precursor. Mm. And, and so there is a a lot of uh, science in the background basically yeah. So having said that, whatever we do must have a scientific justification. And so Also, the senior co-living is based on research showing that people who are living together, not alone, who are daily um, you know, bound to interaction and so on, they are healthier. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, and we would also not come with you know, something which might be nice and have a placebo effect like a lot of cosmetics do. So whatever we do must be scientifically driven, having a sound scientific uh, groundwork, basically.
0: So um, if you believe and you strongly believe in in the in the market potential of a of an innovation, it could be a f- uh, a fast go to market uh, uh, one or, or or let's say a slow go to market with a, you know more scientific and de- more scientific and clinical development. You you accept to to follow you know the. The, low, the long path of a, of a clinical development for a biopharma startup? Well, <laughs> because 10, <laughs> ten years good. and, and one, nearly 1 billion, you know, to, 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 uh, to, to bring molecule you, into you the market. Bring, you
1: bring here a very important question up, yeah. Namely, what is the mandate of a company builder? Yeah. And we do see ourselves really as somebody who builds operational companies. We are not in the how shall i say ground research work yeah mm-hmm. so well, what we say is whatever we do whatever company we build we must have a valid assumption of turnover within six years mm-hmm. this answers your question meaning that do we go for you know fda approval processes from scratch no because we talk about you know 15 years uh, so, and and you still have the potential that it goes south uh, in your 12th yeah? so Answering that, um, we can take uh, certain duration in, in terms of uh, you know development of, of of processes and so on, but we do want to see a risk limitation in terms of you know, being able to generate a turnover in year six. You know, repurposing of drugs, for example, you can easily do that. Yeah, or if you for example, first target the cosmetic market before you go for FDA approval, you can achieve that. Mm. But you know, this fully fledged drug discovery FDA approval process is not something we deem, you know, uh, within the mandate of of a a company builder
0: absolutely and for let's say for biopharmaceutical startup who, who has something very uh, uh, very interesting for let's say uh, longevity or, or, um, or rejuvenation even for rejuvenation there are there are there are tactics you know to to faster the development but maybe we can talk about this offline one another day um, so um, i have a question about how you build maxim because you know uh launching a startup is very complicated it's very exciting uh we are we have at the same time very uh, very exciting but at same a lot of a lot of problem to to solve every day is uh, one problem a day to solve but when you when you launch maxim what was your let's say the the issue you faced and you had to solve it um because uh, it's very interesting also to to see your your entrepreneurial path with uh, with maxim yeah, look, I mean, to be honest,
1: when we found the maximum, we had a, a lot of uh, uh, tailwind. So there was not big problems. It was rather that we felt it was the right timing. People are fascinated by it. The talent is fascinated by it, which is most important to us. We find entrepreneurs who want to work in the field of longevity. Uh, this is super important for us. Um, let's Say different to startups, we were in a luxurious situation that we had enough money in our own pockets that we basically could finance operations. Yeah, uh, so us the founders basically put a significant amount into the company. Uh, we launched a fund uh, where together with some friends, and some family, we put in the first six point six million also in the fund, which allowed us, you know, to build the first two companies and so on. Yeah, so. We were much faster than uh, we had in our business plan. In the first 12 months, we launched the first two companies. We launched a fund structure uh, in the Netherlands. You know, we, we hired in total about 20 people already, which is amazing. In, in, in one year as a you know, uh, startup, what we see as a challenge right now is to um, raise further capital. Uh, you know, we, we need to bring this fund now to 100 million and when I say we need to this is really because the companies we have launched and the company we are currently launching the demand for capital they grow fast you know? so again Avea and biolytica our first two portfolio companies are ahead of the curve um, which is great but it also means that we we can provide additional capital to you know uh, push that growth. and what we see happening right now is and you know I mean there are alone um, venture capital fundraising, uh, is a bit impaired with you know the, the events we see in Ukraine happening, um, changing of the uh, uh, interest rate curve and so on. So I would say while uh, you know the beginning was a bit easier than I would have thought, uh, we we see now the reality that you, you you need to clean the door handles of many investors. You need to explain longevity because many don't know what it is, what, what you mean when you say hey we are a longevity company builder or so. It takes education, it takes time. Um, I am positive we do it, uh, but, you know, if you ask me for challenge right now, I would say that is the biggest challenge ever.
0: Perfect. So, uh, because startup, particularly in, in the innovation space, needs a lot of cash. Uh, so, and yes, the market of, of, of fundraising is a little bit in the trouble right now, particularly in the USA. And Europe also always follow follows uh, what happened in the US, but... Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, what you what you are doing is um, will not be impacted because uh, you know all, all the prediction ab- about the the the, the epidemiology uh, of uh, of aging is very catastrophic. Uh, you know, in 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 2050, 80 uh, percent uh, 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 one we will have a one one uh, 80 years old man or woman for 10 people, so it's quite crazy and people. Of course, more age people, we have more, they will have disease. So it's very, very complicated tomorrow for everyone. So what you do is very important. Uh, So as as it is a very important question that you are trying to solve with the maximum, uh, how do you see um, the European academic research and entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial scene in longevity in Europe? Compared to the U.S. Uh, uh, ones with their massive academic research institutes, such as the BUC, the Mayo Clinic, and also their startup uh, ecosystem, uh, spec- specifically dedicated to, to longevity, such as Altos and others. Yeah,
1: yeah. And
0: And also, uh, do you have some um, some information about uh, China and Asia in general, Japan, Singapore, about this subject? Uh, do they do they do they uh, are they active or they dynamic in this field? Yeah. Look. I mean,
1: many questions you ask now. So Europe has to catch up. Yeah, uh, what, what we see happening right now in United States and also, for example, China is there is a lot of capital available. Um, there are excellent transfer. I mean, United States now excellent transfer offices at universities, yeah, which which push students who have great ideas into entrepreneurship, yeah, while In Europe, it's a bit more of a pull. The student or the PhD, whatever, the professor has to go to university hey, look, I want to build a company. Transfer offices are not yet on the level like they are in the United States. And a big challenge, we need to make capital available because what we have seen happening in internet, for example, brain drain, great people with excellent education from Europe had No other chance than to go to the United States to build their companies. Maybe they did a series A, well, maybe maybe they did a seed round in Europe, yeah? And then they said, you know what, I need 60 million at a valuation of 500 million. And in Switzerland, Germany, whatever, people say, are you crazy? (laughs) In the United States, these are numbers which are horrible, yeah?
0: And... uh and Switzerland or Germany or, or, or UK are, let's say the best place you know, for startup uh, compared to France, for example, because I have one fit in France and one fit uh, in Switzerland. Uh, in France it's, yeah. uh, it's completely catastrophic and in the Latin uh, European country it's very difficult to raise funds. Look, as I said, we need to think big. We need to learn
1: how to think big. Huh? And, and we need to provide entrepreneurs with the environment that they can stay here and build companies. And, and what we do at Maxi is basically that. Yeah. So we, we make it very easy. We we tell entrepreneurs look up to a series A, we finance you with up to 10 million, and then we help you raise a significant series A double digit at least. Yeah. Um, and we build also a campus now. So you know, that idea is we need to bring talent to Europe. I don't say that we have all the talent here, yeah? We have great people, but we also want the best from elsewhere. But in order to attract those people. We need to bring this environment into life. Yeah, this has happened quite well when we look at uh, um, blockchain and crypto. Talking about Switzerland right now, and I want to copy that. Yeah, you now I want to build the Longevity Valley here. We do have all the great resources. You know, there is a lot of amazing pharmaceutical companies, biotech companies in Europe already. Yeah? So the scientific groundwork is laid, and now we need to work on on the on the on the ecosystem. Yeah, and that's why we want to do a campus. We need to raise bigger funds. Uh, we, we need to, you know, uh, basically be on the eye level um, with the United States, and as I said, also Asia here, uh, if we want to continue as a uh, shall I say as a longevity leader here. Yeah?
0: Mm, great, great. It's a very important field, and uh, it's very very precious what you do, and uh, I strongly uh, support what you do. Um, Maybe if you allow me, to, maybe we can come back a little bit on the, on the business model uh, and the innovation model of Max, uh, Maximum. So um, you told us that uh, entrepreneurs can, can uh, knock at your door. You can source them or you can have also your internal idea center with your team, you know, and then you are, you can go then seek uh, um, the, the co-founders and, um, So you talk about also you have a fund as an investment vehicle. Uh, and does this fund open to business owners or is it something you, you, you keep it, uh, you know? Uh, Look, a bit your- as said, the, for us,
1: the, the important thing here is we want to be in the exactly same uh, alignment of interest with our entrepreneurs, uh, with our investors yeah we are not a classic fund manager mm-hmm. what we said is you know what let's have a co-investment vehicle we call this which invests together with us in each startup yeah, and gets the same amount of shares as maximum gets and we all are shareholders there is no performance fees because we, we do not want to have different incentives yeah? everybody has one incentive which is to make a company we built successful yeah? And, and for this, we have, we call this the Longevity Co-Investment Fund, which is open to qualified investors starting at a fair 500k ticket, basically. Um, and it allows investors not only to invest with us, basically, it enables them to be at the forefront of knowledge generation in longevity. So we make sure that we transfer all the knowledge we have in our advisory board to our investors as well. Um, we, we want them to grow with us uh, in longevity. And I think this is this is highly attractive because uh, it's a double dividend. Yeah? It, it, you do, you don't like get a good return, hopefully a great return, yeah, but you should also get the latest in knowledge in longevity, which you know arguably is the biggest sector to come. Yeah? And we talk here about eight billion people who eventually want to profit off longevity research. And so from from that perspective, I think yeah it's a double dividend um, which is which is available here. Uh, uh yeah i think you know it's it, it's something you, you can profit personally as an investor as
0: well so maybe you can have a, you can launch a call to to uh, i don't know uh, um, entrepreneurs who successful serial entrepreneurs who would like to to commit into in, this field and and invest into your fund or family office or or, or... And I don't t- talk about VC because VC they have their uh, their own tesis, so they are more more stru- they are more difficult for them to 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 move. But maybe family office or, or individual uh, wealthy in- person who would like to commit into the to the low GVT field and invest through your fund, maybe you can launch a call. No, well,
1: I- indeed, you know, I mean, as I said, we have invested six point six million uh, ourselves. Uh, so uh, and now, you know. Uh, the investors we talk to are indeed family offices, high net worth individuals, yeah? because it's people who need to have an appetite for the topic. Yeah? Gosh, it's, venture. it's venture capital. Yeah? So it, it's not the classic uh, insurance asset manager who looks at a vehicle like that. Yeah? But yeah, uh, so there, what I can tell investors, you, you will be in a very exclusive club uh, when, when we look at the investors who already sign up here. Um, yeah, and we are at the beginning. Yeah? We just started now uh, fundraising for that fund. Um, but yeah, uh, everybody who is interested, very much invited to uh, uh, step in contact with us. Yeah,
0: perfect. Uh, I would like to also to profit of your of this interview because you are a crypto expert, uh, and I, and I would like to ask you what do you think about you know um, uh, the crowdfunding through crypto? You know, this there are, there, are, there are a new wave of of fundraising through. And I'm not talking about I- ICO, but but you know there are. The, uh, this this um, kind of startup to help uh, life science uh, startups raise fund with crypto, you know. To, uh, how, what do you think about this field?
1: Look, what we learned is you have to stay either or. It's very very difficult to combine a fund with classic investors and crypto investors mm-hmm. because. If you have a lead currency in the fund, be it US dollars or Bitcoin, uh, it's very difficult to make this available then to the other part when you have an exit, for example, or also in annual report. So I believe crypto is interesting. I believe it's mostly interesting in tokenization of assets uh, so that you say, look, we have a certain asset, we tokenize it. But often people think it's far too easy. It's not easy. Uh, There there is KYC connected with that as well. Um, The structures are... Not active to set up, yeah. Um, so often people think that if you do crypto, that you are, you know, in a separate league. No, you you have the same laws uh, to abide off. yeah. So it's not much easier, I would say. However, the big advantage is you can bring liquidity in, and you can bring very small entities in. This allows everybody to invest in something instead of only investors who have big tickets. So that's the big advantage there. Yeah?
0: Okay, so it's not yet the 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 perfect tools you know for for funding high-risk startup it's it's a it's a little bit dream uh, about the crypto uh the, the the best way to fundraise to the fundraising for for startup is still the old way uh, uh with the with the with the let's say the funds or or, or this kind of vehicles it um,
1: depends. But, look it, it depends what you cater to yeah, it depends on, on on the beliefs of your investors and so on um, what you definitely can say is that existing crypto investors have uh let's say probably a higher appetite to volatility than others because they have through that already um but i would not say that there is a best way it depends on your network you have and so on uh, so um for us clearly we look rather now at the old economy investors uh, um while opening a door to crypto investors as well uh, via you know, basically a note, which could be then in crypto or so, but the question is always the minimum. Yeah. So, you know, if you can do something in crypto before it starts to make sense, it needs to be at least 20 million as well.
0: Mm. Perfect. So uh, if you talk about your startup at uh, maximum, uh, we can talk about Avia who are already launched it, incorporated, uh, Biolitica also, a data-driven health analytics, and, uh, do you have other startups in the pipeline or do we have, is we
1: have two more? We are well, actually it's three more. We are three with three more in the validation phase, and they go from skin rejuvenation to senior co living uh, to uh, longevity hospital chains. Uh, so it's definitely not a lack of business ideas, but you know, you have to do a, a very, very detailed uh, validation, meaning for us, six to nine months, where we look into a business idea. Before we decide that we really want to fund it and build a company out of it, yeah. But out of six, we start looking at this year. We are now at three where we think it makes a lot of sense to go forward. Um, so it's a busy year ahead of us. Yeah.
0: Perfect. It sounds very exciting, and we are, and I will be very, very uh, uh, interested to discover uh, your new startup. Uh, uh, when they emerge and, and seen on your on your website so may, we, we are reaching uh, the end of this uh, this interview uh maybe if you have uh, some advice for first-time entrepreneurs or or even a book or podcast anything that inspired you uh yeah. recently not, not necessarily in business it could be anything yep. uh also a call to scientists or engineer to join maximum anything anything you want
1: yeah I'm I definitely call out to everybody who has a great idea in the field of longevity. Yeah? If you want to build a company, uh, um, contact us if you have a great idea. Uh, we are interested, as I said, in everything which brings the extension of health span forward. Yeah? Um, and advice for entrepreneurs, what I always can tell them is don't wait. Yeah? If you want to be an entrepreneur and you have an idea, uh, go for it. It will not get easier. Yeah? Opportunity costs trace. And maybe other advice is you do not have to wait until you have a, a co-founder. You can start with it. It even makes it easier to find a co-founder once you have started because then you already something is there and you don't have to give away so many shares. Um, yeah, look, I'm very happy to, to hear from all out of you out there who want to do something for longevity. It's a great cause. It's, it's definitely a very rewarding field to be in. It's the right timing. Yeah, and, and with this, thank you very much for the chance to have uh, this interview.
0: It was a real pleasure because uh, first of all you your what you do is very precious uh, for for um, the entrepreneurial scene particularly in longevity something it's very important uh, the, the, the the demographic of, of aging is catastrophic um, we are all talking about climate change of course there are very important topics but the aging of the human being uh, is something very uh very important. It's 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 the it's the it's a consequence of the progress of medicine. It's good. We have we have fought um, early childhood death. We have uh, we have good medicine, good food that that uh, may, that bring us to to age. But at the same time, uh, the population of aged people is booming everywhere, and this is very important to have solution to live longer and a better health. So thank you very much for being my guest today. It was very important to have you. Thank you very much. I will of course share all the link and also your previous interview because your previous interview with other podcasts are great. So I will put, put them in the in the in the blog podcast. So thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you for being my guest.